Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and if I'm in the building, you know that means I'm joined by Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on, ma'am? What up, what up, what up? And then also Mr. BTG, Bailey, the greatest in the house. No, man, trying to stay alive. <laughs> we all should stay in the house. So uh, before we get into the topics, like something that we, I just was ear hustling over uh, Mary's TV before we got started. So Trump just announced that there is a ban to all travel in Europe, uh, as well as like several states have also banned um, public gatherings in general. What do you guys think about what's going on? I'm spooked, honestly. Like t- for me, this just made shit real. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't really been taking it that seriously. I've been feeling like, well, I guess it's just kind of like the flu. And if you're, you know, somewhat young and healthy, you'll be all right. And you know, whatever. But I don't know. This is feeling like it's kind of another level right now. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it does seem that I, I at least I looked it up yesterday. And I, like less than like two percent of people younger than 18 who are exposed actually get coronavirus and i don't know if there's been any deaths in anyone like under 18 i i have to check my research on that but i mean this is serious and i think the way that the react the public reaction has been to it and the fact that sporting events are shutting down public gatherings universities are shutting down like ohio state here completely shut down all in-person classes and converted everything to online um so yeah it's real barely what's, what's been the reaction out there and how do you feel about it it was the same, like like Mary said. I didn't take it that serious at first because, um, I mean, if you was alive in 1999, we know what Y2K did, where a lot of people flipped out about that. But the difference is that this is a virus, yeah. um, had nothing to do with technology um, that we know of. It it, it well yeah well yeah that's true, <laughs> but it didn't it really didn't hit until when I got the notification that the NCAA had started shutting things down. Um, and then locally, you know, we, my wife sends me emails like every day about the school districts and things like that. So, um, it's a lot of things to consider, man. Um, which was crazy because I just left an audition and I shook somebody hand and you could just see the hesitant when I went in for the handshake. Cause that's just the normal yeah. thing to do after an audition. Like, thank you for coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I can see the hesitation and I understand. So, um, I think people should take it more serious now. Um, whatever they could do to keep their families safe, need to start looking into it, man. Cause they canceled on a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. It's only a matter of time. I don't know. Um, if any like elementary schools have closed anywhere, but it's only uh, my kids elementary school actually sent an email today, like saying that if they do have to close down the schools, they're going to have like online lessons for the kids to be able to do um, while schools shut down. Like everything is like, it, it's everything's about to close down. If this doesn't get solved pretty quickly, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. Yeah. My, so it's, it's being rumored that my daughter's high school is going to be shut down next week. Wow. Which is a New York City public school. All of our colleges here have been class, no classes until March 19th. Um, and basically that's on like, uh, we'll see about that then <laughs> status. So, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, seeing New York City shut down is a little crazy. Like, you know, there's seats on the subway now and shit. Like, <laughs> so there's definitely a difference. Well, the... the... The joke that's been going around on this side of town, on this side of the coast, is that the 405 freeway is open. You know, that's one of the most packed freeways <laughs> from, you know, 
in the morning to the to late at night. Um, the thing is, me and my wife are both in fields where we have to tend to other people. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know, you know, she's a, um, you know, I work in the field with mentally disabled adults and she's a case, uh, case worker for, um, for kids. She's, uh, you know, I can't even think of her damn job title right now, but she definitely got to go check in on kids. Let's put it like that. Um, and she has to be around other people. She just got promoted. So she has to go to these trainings and she has to go to meetings and we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we haven't gotten any email about our jobs other than, you know, we have to be more aware of, uh, coming in contact with people outside of you know our workspace so yeah we'll see man for sure for sure well enough about coronavirus are you guys ready to get into our topics for this week let's try to pick up the energy and talk about some more positive shit let's do it all right welcome to the breaks radio So the first topic we got this week is definitely a funny one. So Lil Yachty uh, came out with a video for Bropa, if I'm saying that right, with Drake and the baby, and he plays Oprah in this in this video, and the shit is hilarious. I love seeing stuff like this. What do you guys think about the video? I feel like his videos are always funny and odd. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of in alignment, and it's kind of good to see him again because I was. I feel like he's one of those people that I was wondering what happened to recently. Mm. So, yeah. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I mean, you know, with this generation, it was, I guess, the the market for, or where the artists these days that come out, they get in and then they expand more. They, they expand faster than I think the artists back in the day. You know, they probably come in with one quote-unquote uh, hit album, and then they're off to acting and other different brands and things like that. So, is he? And he's a, he is a funny character. He's be, he's actually a better actor than rapper. He is a character, and that that's the thing is that when when people get to use their creativity in that way to like display a side of them that wouldn't come out if they just focused on music. I I understand it and I appreciate it because I'm not the biggest fan of Little Yachty as an artist, but I can say the things that I have seen him in. In acting outside of How High too, because I refuse to watch that for the culture. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I'm he, like you. He's 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 pretty entertaining. I won't say he's not, he's not like a great actor or anything, but I can definitely see him that eventually being what he does more is the entertainment side of things. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, Roger on Sister Sister. Nah, I see it. I, I, yeah, I can see that. Go home, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get into the next topic. So this one, so uh, Kendrick Lamar announcement was, we knew it one was coming because he started posting like weird shit. And then everyone kind of expected it to be an album. And then when it came that it wasn't an album, I don't know if you guys saw the like social media reaction. There were some people that were legitimately upset. We still don't exactly know what this is going to be, but it's a creative company and it's called PG Lang. What that's going to be, Baylor, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Have you heard anything about it? Do you know what was going on with this? Nothing outside of that little promo video that he put up that everybody got excited about, but um, I I wouldn't upset at all. I know when he does come with an album, it's going to be well put together. It's probably an album that's probably already done, Mm -hmm. but the fact that this might be something different, whether it's a TV show or a movie, I don't see how people are not excited about that. I mean, we just finished talking about Lil Yachty, you know what I'm saying? Expanding off doing something different. I mean, come on, man. 
I'm I'm here for for whatever it is. I can wait on a Kendrick Lamar album because I know when it does come, it's gonna be it's gonna be well put together. Yeah, yeah, and in the announcement, it does say that PG Lang is multilingual. Our community speaks music, film, television, art, book, arts, books, and podcasts. So that really enc- encompasses everything. So I, I I can't wait. And Kendrick is a creative dude. Uh, Mary, what do you think about the announcement? Um, like let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like Kendrick must have been cooking up, must be cooking up a whole lot of really dope shit because I feel like he's been a little underground too. Yeah. I don't know. This is feeling like a theme tonight. Like lots of people who, you know, haven't really been in the forefront lately are starting to resurface. So that is true. That is true. And anytime Kendrick is like extremely quiet, he always comes back with something. And, you know, he's one of those artists that he would have to drop a terrible album for me to expect anything less than greatness from him. So just like he doesn't need a a bunch of promotion. He's reached that level to where he can just announce it an hour before it drops and people are going to show up and expect greatness, good stuff from him. Um, So, yeah, Mary, to your point, you mentioned how like people are popping back up. And something that's not on the list that I, I want to ask you guys about, Eminem in this Godzilla video and the Godzilla challenge and everything. I know we reviewed the album and how we felt about it, but what do you guys think about like M really seeming like he's enjoying being in the spotlight again? Because you know, even when he dropped um, Kamikaze, he kind of dropped it. If it wasn't for the beef with MGK, it seemed like he would have just went away and it would have been fine. But he's really like on another press run with this album and it seems like he's having fun and, and enjoying being in interviews for someone who's kind of a recluse what do you guys think of Eminem being back in the forefront lately I think it's just think that he's enjoying the attention that's all okay you know and what what better ways to get back into the spotlight and to hold on to it by putting a challenge out there you know yeah nowadays you could just put out a 15 second or 20 second video and it'll go viral and it'll be huge just off of who it is. It doesn't matter how you feel about the white boy. He has stamped his name in hip hop legacy. And whenever he does something, we're going to pay attention to it, whether we like it or not. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like where is this noise being made though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like back in the day, in what would be considered his heyday, anything he did was really like viral and everywhere, but there were way less outlets of distribution. So like me personally, I haven't been seeing chatter about M that much. Okay. So, so I, you know what I mean? But it's not to say it's not there, but I feel like we're all so fragmented that, you know what I mean? It depends on what outlets you look at. That's true. You know That's what I mean? True. So, yeah, no. every, everybody, everybody timeline ain't the same. So yeah, you know, exactly. you, you, yeah, you could miss it. Yeah. yeah, especially if he's not like, and to that point, like he hasn't done like a Breakfast Club interview or anything where it's gonna be on almost everyone's feed. So I, I can understand right. that for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, because no, but to, but to her point though, some uh, so another podcaster had brought it up on the show, and I didn't even know anything about it. It was it was a minute ago. But it was like, bro, what, how do you feel about that Godzilla? And I'm like, yo, I had to go research it. <laughs> Even though it did go viral, uh-huh. like like she said, everybody it went on everybody's timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And the thing with, like, stuff now is that there's always something else coming viral right after it, right after whatever's going on. And if you take a couple of hours off the timeline, you can really miss something. You Like, the whole, like the, for example, the next yep. topic that we're talking about with the Jay, Brent, Jay Prince thing and Megan Thee Stallion, like, of course, I, I heard the – the chatter and everything of Megan Thee Stallion talking about her record label. 
it was it was like 12 hours later that I saw that Jay Prince said something about Megan directly because I had just not been plugged in. So it definitely happens. Um, but to get into that next topic, Jay Prince <laughs> had comments to Megan Thee Stallion and um, he said her lawsuit was wrapped up in lies and stupidity. But more important than that, like for anyone who's actually listened to the interview, it was really like I don't want to call it gaslighting. What is the proper word for it? It was, it was like that nice pettiness and. But it was definitely threatening in his tone. And it's Jay Prince. And, like, he really seems like he had that mentality of, you're the artist, shut the fuck up. And that shit doesn't work nowadays. Like, you can't tell an artist to just shut the hell up nowadays. What do you guys think about it? Mary, I'll come to you first. Um, I think that that even though, yeah, that isn't how it works, that's still when you're in the business end of music, that is kind of the tone of it, of okay. things. Um. And I will say that if what I saw of her contract, which was going around Twitter, um, is legit or valid, if that's really what it was, then it seemed about standard for a new artist. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're still trying to work this shit out. <laughs> like, I feel like it's like we're it's this has been going on for so long. And I think. We all kind of felt like, you know, you saw like the TLC documentary and shit and saw how they got hurt mm-hmm. and, you know, New Edition and everybody else. And you kind of felt like, okay, that was a problem in like the 90s, but we're we're so much more enlightened now. But believe it or not, artists, especially when, when they're in that like thirsty, hungry phase and they're just trying to get put on, do end up signing contracts that aren't necessarily in their best interest every day. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, like, I feel like hopefully this is bringing this, the virality around this hopefully brings about some kind of real change because I kind of was just surprised to see that, like, we're still dealing with contract issues and, and are yeah. not having any kind of control or say in their work. Like it's, yeah. it's not so, but I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised at like the reaction that we're getting from that that this conversation is getting people do look at the artist as like the bottom of the totem pole even though to the consumers to the fans they are the product they are the talent but yeah yeah and it just really highlights the fact that somebody can seemingly be on the top of the world like it seemed like Megan the Stein was the last year and really just still be getting dicked around like anybody else Baylor what do you think but I think we talked about this about holding her accountable for her actions it for her being as bright as she is and as smart as she is, uh, I still hold her accountable. My question is, where does he come in at this? Like, where does Jay Prince fit into this story? That's the part that I'm confused about. How did he get dragged in or why did he get dragged in for him to even make a comment? He has an ownership of the label. He has a part in the label at some at some some level. Okay, so uh, well, we know when it comes to him, he's always around in certain. <laughs> I was gonna say, him just being everybody's business yeah. for whatever reason. Like he's the hip hop, and that. <laughs> yeah, like I get it, I, I I get it, but at the same time, I don't. I held her accountable. If he has something to do with it, or he has some awareness, then I don't think she's wrong on speaking out on it. Well, no, I, I, she's not wrong for speaking out on it at all. I think where the thing is, is like that he's trying to silence her is the issue. Like her speaking out is fine because I think we need yeah. more people to speak out on why the, on the bad, the bad side of hip hop and what happens. And, and that and that's the main reason why I asked the question is because if you are a part of it in some type of way, mm-hmm. then <laughs> why are you trying to? All right. 
you know, how did, look, we already know how Jay Prince gets down. We know his reputation, et cetera, et cetera. He has a lot of respect in the game. Again, I have to hold her accountable because there's too many examples from our legends not for you to understand this already. Okay. But I, think- I don't feel like, like, to, hey, let's be real. You from a different part of the of the of the U.S. So is Mary. Mm-hmm. We know about Jay Prince. We know, and we're not in the game. So if there was any kind of funny business going on, and she brought it to light, I feel like she. Even though Mary just made it a valid point, when you're young and you're thirsty for that type of fame, you'll probably sign your name off that quick. At the same time, though, you got to have a little bit of integrity. Well, I think, too, though, like, we got to stop. Uh, well, we got to understand that there's a difference between being smart and being industry smart. No one's in. No, very rarely do people come in the industry being industry smart. It comes from being in there for a while. So I'm not sure when she signed this deal, how far she was into it. But even though she's a bright person. That's still a whole new world to her. It's just like being street yeah, I, book, book smart, but not being street smart. I agree. With, I agree with that. But at the same time, when we will sit up there and criticize or even try to help people that's not from the hood. And when you move to when you have certain people that move into the hood, I'm not saying that it's our responsibility, but there's YouTube on L.A. gangs. There's YouTube on New York gangs in New York streets. I know when I move to New York. I have to move a certain way. I'm not going out there with the street with the LA street mentality. So I have to move a certain way. The industry is the same. We've been hearing how crooked the industry has been since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, my son wants to be in the entertainment industry. You don't think I have any type of caution if it comes to a situation where he has to have an audition for a big, uh, a, a large movie or a big movie or something like that, and they want to have a sit down. You think I'm not going to be there? They have a contract for him. You think I'm not going to have some outside people look at the contract? The, that's what I was going to say. Do we know if she had an attorney review it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, at this, at question, this, but I mean, at this point, I get it. That fame, that fame bug will bite you, mm-hmm. and you will want that before you even look over the business part. I get that part. But now, look at the artists that had already been through that. They they put this online. This is facts. You don't have to read no papers. There's there's YouTube still, videos of artists saying, like, bro, this happened, this happened. But still, that seeing that is still different from being in there and knowing how to see if that that is in your contract if you're just not familiar with it, bro. Like, I understand what you're saying, and I, and I agree with you to a degree, but it's still... We can you can watch cautionary tales all day. It's just like when people they don't realize that they're in that same situation until they're too far into it. And it doesn't mean that they're not intelligent. It just means that sometimes you're so caught up you can't see the forest through the trees. Uh, well, I, I yeah okay. <laughs> people move people move different. I guess I'm just saying. I I'm just I mean well maybe it's coming from a person that don't really care for the fame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Right. I feel that. I don't even know if it's fame that she was chasing, but success, right? Success, like success yeah. as an artist. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's move into the last topic in this segment. One that I don't know if we're gonna have much to say about, but I just I, I had to put it on here. Takashi is officially getting out of prison August second. Uh, reportedly, he got a couple of days, a, a little bit of time knocked off for his perfect behavior. I think is the way that the article worded it. 
What do you guys think was going to happen when Takashi gets out? How how soon do you think he's going to get back into music? Because he's already said he's not going to take witness protection. He's not going away. He plans on having a, a music career still. What do you guys think? He signed a deal, didn't he? Did yeah, he, already yeah, he a, signed a, uh, a, album has a deal, deal for two English language albums and one Spanish album, I believe. Ten, it's like $10 million deal. Yeah, it's, it, it's not much to say, but it is a lot because you you definitely want to watch it. You want to see this unfold. You want to see if the younger generation is going to, how they're going to accept him. And you also want to see our generation, see how we accept him as well. So, I mean, it's really not a lot to say. It's just uh, sitting and watching or sitting and wait and watch. Yeah, for sure. Mary, do you think that Takashi's going to be able to get in the radio on the radio in New York? Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. But I don't think he's going to be able to walk the streets of New York. Mm. Yeah. So that's no. the problem. He's going to have to be recording from West Virginia or wherever the fuck they're going to be sending him. <laughs> like Dakota, South Dakota, right. North Dakota. <laughs> Iowa. I don't know. But some bumfuck place. But it can't be here. And the thing that yeah. the thing that I'm looking at with this thing with Takashi is that he had he, he, his personality. He was larger than life personality, right? He was the king of New York, according to him. He did all the crazy shit and antics. And the thing is, is that after now, after you've you've snitched, you've testified, you've gone, you you've worked with with uh, the government and whatever. You he can't come back to music that same way. And the thing is, is his artistry. He wasn't as good, uh, like a, a great rapper or wordsmith, to the point where he can't rely on the antics at least in my opinion unless he's going to come and show us a different side of him that we didn't know as far as with his artistry so it's like what what can we really expect him to do because as you said he can't go back to new york he can't use that whole persona he was using before so what value is it as in takashi is just the artist if we're not looking at takashi and his antics and personality i agree with you I can see him pulling off the Spanish album. Okay. Um, but yeah, the whole little wannabe gangster Treyway bullshit that he was pulling <laughs> is definitely mm-hmm. over for that. So let's see. Yeah, you got to you got to rinse that bullshit out of his hair. Yeah, I think it's already out. At least, yeah, I think he didn't have it out the last time he was in in court. So, yeah. I will say this: you know what can help him? Well, if he had one of those if for y'all for y'all that don't listen to Joe Buttons, but go to, uh, Joe Button got a song called 10 Minutes. Oh, yeah. I, come on now, bro. That was on yeah. his, this was on his first album, I think, right? First or yeah. second. I can't remember. You know, I'm old. Um, if he put out a track like that now, it don't have to be 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> but if he put his track out there that was detailed, I'm not just, not even like apologizing, but breaking down his life and his details of becoming something that he wasn't acknowledging that he became a person that he's not used to being, he might get a little leeway. Might. So kind of like a last call from Kanye. Mm. There you go. There you go. Because at at this point, at this point, the content can't be the same. We already know that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No more stupid. That's going to be one of (laughs) the more interesting things to end 2020 on um, is to see just, Takashi getting out and I guess it's more mid 2020 like there's going to be a lot a lot of time left in the month when he gets out and just see how that goes I'm just I, <laughs> I can't wait to see it but um anything left on Takashi before we get on to our first break nothing right. I wish the best for him all right we're gonna go ahead and get into our first break when we catch you guys on the other side of this we'll actually be talking about 
There was a slew of new albums that came out. We'll talk about it after this. We'll be right back. Yo, this your boy Flo 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco. And we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh, bit of that. Oh, my goodness. No. You like that song? No. Not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real, brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if no. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. It makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is there. You dig? Chill. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're back. And so just off the top of my head, other than what's on our list, so we got... Uh, Janae released a new album Megan Thee Stallion Jewels Jadakiss released a new album uh, Little Uzi released a new album That's just There's more That That's the tip of the iceberg There was a lot of new albums To come out in the last week um, We got three of them on our list Which one do you guys Want to start with I'll, give, I'll, I'll let you guys decide Which one we start with Jadakiss Okay Okay Thought it was solid Okay Fair enough But Fair I enough. feel like he's always Like Jadakiss I think we've talked about this. He's like the most consistent artist in the hip hop game to me. Nope. Yeah. That's so. fair. Nope. That's fair. I, yeah. I, listening to this album, it was, it, I mean, it was solid. I, I, I can listen to it. He has, he had some bars on it like he always does. But like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing that was amazing on the album. Like there was nothing that you can walk away and it really sticks with you. But the fact of how, how long he's been around, there's not many rappers who can stay as consistent as him. It, for this long amount of longevity like it's really him nas jay I, i'm at a loss fab. for fab oh yeah fab for sure but uh fab, you. yeah i keep forget like i always want to put push in a different generation i keep forgetting he is in the, in their generation uh with his age but yeah that's that's a consistent group right there and jada is right up there with him um and he's well respected that that goes without saying but it's just this is this is a cool album i'll listen to it again but I wouldn't be surprised if pe- most people who listen to this album forget about it in, in two weeks. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. That's Especially what anybody should be, even his core fans. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm really curious to see how the younger generation receives this. Honestly. They can't relate. They can't relate. Uh, he put a disclaimer out. The, the album was dedicated to his friend that passed away. So mm-hmm. he got in front of that quick, and I already knew the content wasn't going to be like the content that came out prior to that. But right. look out for that Locks album. Is that confirmed? That was confirmed, and I think it's supposed to come out soon, if I'm not mistaken. I, I gotta go. I gotta go back and do my research. But yeah, no, a Locks album is supposed to be coming out because I know I was looking for. I'm looking for those tour dates, but everything might be pushed back because, uh, you know. Oh shit! Breaking news. Um, my phone was just going off. I try not to check my phone during the recording, but the NBA has suspended its regular season and will determine its next steps. During the they hiatus, the hi- I voted for the hiatus. I, I I voted for the hiatus. Damn, that's crazy. Wow. Shit. Um. All right. What happened? Is there something that we don't know? I, there's always something we don't know. Like I I would not be surprised if like in two days from now it's it's, it's released that uh, Corona's gotten more aggressive or some shit because it just the fact that. It seems like, like yes, there's cases in the United States, but it doesn't seem like 
it's not nearly as bad as what it was in China or whatnot, but we're reacting as if it's worse over here right now. Like everything is shutting the fuck down. I know. Well, I think I think they're just taking you know precaution precautionary actions. You know what I mean? They they're going the next step because I know a lot of people were saying uh, they don't mind, even though it'd be weird. They don't mind seeing an empty arena as long as the games go on because they wanted it to be on schedule. But I think the NBA is like, nah, we're going to hop in front of this and say we're not playing at all. That's crazy, man. Oh wow. Um, to get back on topic, uh, shit, that's just crazy, man. Um. I don't even know how to get back in the right me, mind uh, after me that. Me neither. Jadakiss had a solid album. Yeah, Jadakiss had a solid album. Uh, Joel Santana. Let's talk about Joel's next. Free Santana uh, is the name of the album. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I don't. I'm not gonna hold you. I didn't listen to it at all. You. Oh well. I, more power. Don't like. And he's in jail, so it's it's, it's only so much that he, that this album could have been done. Like it was really on the guests and the people who are executing the album to really make it great. And all I'll say is that this is a throwaway album, but it should have been. He's in fucking prison. He's no, no telling how dated some of these verses are in the tracks themselves. So this is a skippable for me. I, this is this, I'm not even going to give it trash bags because I feel like it's not quite his fault because this isn't the album he was planning on releasing. So it's, it's a skip. Just don't listen to it. Mm, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, so, okay. I watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't know if you guys do. I do. I'm ashamed to admit it. Yeah. Um, but only New York, so. And basically, from what I saw or gathered, his baby mama or wife mm. is the one who really, like, organized. I don't yeah. think she produced and it. And her brother. But... And his brother. I'm sorry, his brother. And his brother, yeah. right. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave that there. I, I, I I'm trying to keep the positivity. We're already talking about coronavirus. Like I just this this album was a victim of coronavirus. We're just gonna keep it <laughs> let that keep it moving. Um, next one, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Sugar. I didn't oh, get to finish boy. this one. I got about a little over halfway through, and all I'll say is it's not for me. Well, apparently she didn't get to finish it either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I only got halfway through also, but I feel like for what it is, it's good. If you like her style, right? She's a very distinct taste. True. Um, I mean, listen, she's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I respect it. And I do think she's talented. Um, so, you know, well, you know, in her, in, her, in her defense, she's, she's creating a fan base, uh, that, probably won't be on the level as the 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 hive or you know the Riri's, uh yeah it, not that yeah the barbs too so but she's getting a fan base like that because i've seen on my timeline yes bitch and uh, no bitch no it wasn't that it wasn't that so he said no bitch i can't <laughs> Yeah, it's it's at this point it's like and we've we've all said that Megan Thee Stallion has a bright future ahead of her, but an album like this, amongst all that, is kind of like, all right, was I, well, did I get caught up in the wave? Because like, this is for what she's been able to do with singles and and performances and everything. 
I maybe my expectations was just so, too high because this did not hit very many of them at all, and it sucks that an album that I won't say I'm not excited for her style of music. I'm excited to see how she grows as an artist and her fandom and everything, but it was a struggle to make it where I did on that album. That's the only reason I did. I finished almost every album that came out over the last week. I, I listened to Little Uzi's whole entire album, and I did not get finished Megan Thee Stallion's album. So that tells you where where that is for me. <sighs> <laughs> but uh let's get into the last one on here and i guess it's good we save this one for last janae aiko chilumbo what do you guys think about this one i loved it but i love her okay but i like i did see on twitter someone basically saying that if you listen to her albums it feels like there's been no growth like mm. it's kind of all the same subject matter she always kind of makes like the angry girl anthems or you know what i mean um but like the low-key ones <laughs> like the subtle like i'm gonna fuck you up but you sing it in a nice way and it's like oh did she just say that yeah um but I'm with it. <laughs> like, I'm for it. So it's fine. But I can see that being, if I had to, like, find some criticism, I feel like, yeah, she definitely didn't stray away from the formula that has made her brand what it is. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I say. So this is a it's a very consistent listen, right? Like the whole way through mm-hmm. is very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so consistent that I feel like it starts coming off as like one note. Like you can very easily feel like you just listen to one long ass song when you finish the album. And that is an issue for somebody who is a talented artist and is very versatile in what she can do with her voice. We've heard her on other people's songs. She she's not a limited artist at all. So to Mary's point, like saying that, like she doesn't stray away from the formula. I feel like that's what we need from her at this point is for her to stray away from the formula so we can get something different. Because while it's not it's consistently solid, consistently good, if you want to go up there, it's not great. And I think with a little experimentation, it can reach those great. She can reach those great levels pretty easily if she experiments some. That's that's just my opinion, Baylor. But she stays in her lane, though, which is pure R&B. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she does, and whether you're a fan or not, I don't know if you want to hear that, but if you want to hear her expand, then she will have to dibble dab in an alternative R&B or pop or whatever you want to call it. And she did have certain tracks that stood out, like the, you know, she did have the marijuana track that I pretty much liked a lot, which is telling you a lot about myself. But uh, I feel like she could have switched the topic. I think she could have switched the topic up with that track and could have it still would have been hot. She is in the K Michelle category where she makes anthems for women that are upset highly, but it's still good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad music at all. It's just like I don't know. It's just like if you listen to you know how like a lot of criticism on like Dipset back in the day for people who did want to criticize them is that. All their beats almost sounded the same. Like you listen to some Dipset albums, and it just sounded like it was the same it, beat it was all the, the way same through. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but and that, that, was, that was Heat Makers. Yeah. That wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, it was yeah. their fault in the sense that you picked the beats that are on your album. But um, I don't know. I just feel like yeah, this is good, and it, I don't. I would disagree with anyone who says it's like bad music or a bad listen. But it's just like I don't want to listen to the same song for an hour. I don't want to do it. Yep. You know what it is? It's great missionary sex. That's that, what it is. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I can I, see that. The name, the title of this episode is going to be Missionary Sex Music 
Thank you, Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Anything left on the album before we get into our last break? No. No. All right, cool. So we're going to go ahead and get into our last break. When we come back, uh, yeah, we got a topic for you. Somebody just got into the Rock, Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I wanted to pull my beer hair out. We'll be right back after this. You are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with socially Unacceptable, socially. Unacceptable. Uh, that was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the last topic for today. And uh, on the, I think it was the 23rd or 24th anniversary of his passing, uh, Notorious B.I.G. on that same day or the day after uh, got inducted. And it was announced that he was going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? Yo, don't, uh, yo, who is in the say, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, hey, I don't get this. Please don't hold me accountable for not being that much of a big fan. But uh-huh. I could, I swear to God, I thought he was in there a long time ago. Right? Yeah, long, yeah. long time ago. <laughs> well, so did I. So, when, hey, when I, when I got the news, I was like, nigga, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that because, like, I was the same way. I, I would have just – there's some people and artists that you just assume have reached certain, certain accolades because of who they are. I guess I just assumed in my brain that Big was already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it just, to me, didn't make any sense that he's not. Like, what is the, what are the criteria to – at least with the NBA Hall of Fame, we know. you got to be retired for four years, then, you can, then you're up for your first induction. What is the criteria? Because this shit don't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It do take longer to get in that Hall of Fame than it takes for to get in the NBA. For, <laughs> for some right. people, like M, twenty years, M's already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So yeah, <laughs> it don't make it. I don't get it. Didn't Whitney just get in a couple years ago too? I think so. Better had not. She no, bro. She recently just got like within the last five years. She's just she's gotten in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, we need to figure out the criteria. <laughs> I don't get this, man. But uh, I wanted to talk about not only his induction, but just uh, memories of Big, like uh, some of your favorite moments, because it has been a long time since he's left us. And it's funny because as much as that time is gone, his respect has not wavered at all. And I think, you know, the younger generation doesn't quite get him as much, but they still respect his name. So, like, what's your favorite? Uh, we'll do a song and video from the Notorious B.I.G. Mm. Oh, man. So my That's favorite gotta be hypnotized for me. Mm. Oh, so my favorite song is "I Got a Story to Tell." Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, um, video would be "Sky's the Limit." Mm. That's a classic song too. It's just a classic. It, it would have tied for favorite song, but yeah, that hit hard too. It, yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. Oh man, I remember Rock listening to like. Like, when you hear that song, like, the last time, it's not even the last time I played that song, but the last time I remember that song, Hidden Difference, when I was on my way to Vegas with my cousin, and it was just, being on that 15 freeway, listening to that, it was it was different. But, I mean, to, to stay on topic, uh, the best memory of Big for me is, like, hearing New York people talk about him. Mm. Because they were, they were close 
closer to him and even the people that would have personal relationships, when you hear people break down his character, that's what I like to hear. I don't care about the shit that we see on camera. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's true. that's true. I like to hear I like to hear about Christopher Wallace. Not big, but Christopher Wallace. I feel that. My favorite yeah. big song is the Ten Crack Commandments. I can listen to that shit all day. <laughs> burn, 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 burn. Yeah, yeah um, shit <laughs> That and uh uh, uh, it's not his song though. The real love remix with Mary J. Blige. Oh, that's cute, man. Yeah, that's my shit. Uh, favorite big memory. See, I was so young when Big passed away that I don't like most of my memories of like Big or like like seeing stuff about him after he passed and like some of the behind the scenes shit. So I really don't have like a moment in like his career that was my favorite. But um, to kind of piggyback off what Big, what uh Baylor said is that just just not only like people from New York but like. Hearing Puff talk about Big is something special. Like to this day, like his whole demeanor, all that extraness drops when, when Puff talks about Big, and like to just hear him talk about his friend Christopher Wallace, and and it's it those moments always gets me. Yeah. To to give you an example of the relationship, well, not relationship, but how I viewed him then and now, mm-hmm. it's the same way Laker fans view LeBron then and now, or the same way we viewed Kobe then and now. Mm. Okay. That's exactly how, and I'm talking about, I'm not speaking for people for LA. I'm speaking for people that wasn't a big fan early on because remember, it was the division between Bad Boy and Death Row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we had to pick a side. Everybody know I'm rolling with Pop. But at the same time, we wasn't ignorant. We were still listening. To- <laughs> we were like, yeah, Pac, we rolling with you. But yeah, this kind of knock over here. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I but if it came down to picking sides, we was like, yeah, we rolling with we rolling with Death Row, but as we got older and more mature, it's like, oh man, it's like it if so they st- would have just peacefully coexisted, how much better would the game have been? For real? The world oh, would have yeah. been totally I mean, different. Especially when you think about the fact that they were fairly close before all that misunderstanding went down about him getting getting robbed yeah. and shot. Like if that would have yeah. never happened, what? What, how, a, how would the game have looked differently? And then what would they have created together? Because we didn't get any of Big and Pac on, oh on Wax God. really together. Like, imagine what that would have done. As much as they divided the coast, imagine if instead of that, they would have brought that shit together back then. If they would have did, like, wild, now, We probably wouldn't have even seen a, a Nas versus Jay. The whole atmosphere, yeah. the vibe would probably would have been different. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for one of the the late greats, and that's it for this episode of The Breaks Radio. Go ahead and leave them with any parting words, your social media. You guys know the routine at this point. Go ahead and give it to them. So I actually do want to say one thing. Okay. Um, So I had the privilege of attending a private screening of the Stefan Marbury um, documentary, A Kid from Coney Island. Okay. And I think it's out this week for the public, and y'all should really check that out. It was dope. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was like a dope period piece for the culture because, you know, the 90s and early 2000s were such a time when basketball and hip hop really were so intertwined. And it probably was the first time that I feel like hip hop and a sport really, you know, were were so intertwined in that way. And yeah, it was just really a dope kind of perspective into strawberry's life like and um the influence that a lot of pieces of the culture had on him so i recommend it and y'all should go check it out definitely, anyway definitely yes 
You can find me at Miss Mary Almonte or hiding under my bed because I don't want no damn coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, For real. Man, that is hilarious. <laughs> Baylor? Well, you know, if I watch this whole I watch his cousin whole documentary of yeah, more than twice. Telfair? So And his yeah, documentary yeah, so, is dope. Oh yeah. So you know if I watch his, you definitely I'm definitely gonna watch Marberries. Um watch it. That's <laughs> Same time, uh, at the Great on all social media platforms, BTG for President, Open Run with BTG. And seriously, stay tuned because Smoke Free Weekend might be moved to another weekend. <laughs> yeah, I heard like in uh, uh, Afros and Audio, which I was going to go to in New York, just sent an email saying that they may be pushing back to like August as well because they were supposed to go down in June. So, um, hey, yo, yeah. low key August might be a hot month. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> let us know about Smoke Free Weekend. Matter of fact, if you push it back then, I may be able to make it. So let's, let, let me know. Uh, but uh, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I don't have any any parting words, to be honest. Like, everyone just be safe. Wash your damn hands. Keep hand sanitizer on deck because we need to stay healthy out here because this shit, it, I'm just really, I'm really, really concerned. I know I, I kept my energy up pretty much on this episode, but when I get off this shit, I'm probably going to be a little down because it just, it really just sucks. And I'm I, like, I'm worried. I got kids, man. It'd be different if it was just me. So, um, but not to mm-hmm. end on that note, but seriously, thank you for all the support we've been getting with the podcast, um, and everything. And we are the number one, uh, podcast for the culture. You can follow us collectively at the breaks radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the breaks radio, gmail.com. And we're out this bitch for this week. Peace. Hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Shit hit different. I was a terrorist since the public school era. Bathroom passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. Smoking blunts was a daily routine since 13. A chubby nigga on the scene. I used to have the trade deuce and the deuce deuce in my bubble goose. Now I got the Mac in my knapsack, lounging black, smoking sacks up in axe and sidekicks with my sidekicks, rocking fly kicks. Honeys wanna chat, but all we wanna know is where the party at. And can I bring my cat? If not, I hope I don't get shot. Better throw my vest on my chest, cause niggas is a mess. It don't take nothing but front for me to start something. Bucking and bucking at niggas like I was duck hunting. Coming out just me and my crew, cause all we wanna do is. Yeah.